And I'm Crispin. In this podcast, we will be listening to the Adventures in Odyssey radio show that has been put out by Focus on the Family for the past 30 years. If you grew up evangelical like us, there's a good chance you've heard an episode or two. We'll be on the lookout for themes and messages in the show that coincide with, and sometimes depart from, God's vision for his kingdom in the world. Thanks for listening with us. guys so we've been off the grid for a while but it's because we've been thinking quite a bit about where to go and we decided to spend a few episodes specifically focused on understanding the political worldview of adventures and odyssey so we're really excited to to focus on some history and political episodes um it'll run a few weeks and that will really give us some focus. One of the things that has happened in the last few months since we recorded episode is we um, turned our tool shed into a resistance shed. (laughs) (laughs) And Crispin put up uh, drywall and sheetrock and a bunch of weird things to help with sound. So that's where we're recording. We're not recording in a closet anymore, you guys. We're a husband and wife that used to record podcasts about Adventures and Odyssey in their closet and now we do it in our resistance shed. In our shed. Right. With our <laughs> janky acoustic panels hanging from the ceiling. But now we're looking at each other and I get to see your face rather than shoulder to shoulder smushed up against a microphone. Yeah, both ways are nice. Yes. We'll miss our closet times. Right. It's a lot colder <laughs> out here. It is cold. Anyways, for those of you that don't know us, we'll do a quick introduction. So I am D.L. Mayfield, otherwise known as Danielle Mayfield, and I'm a freelance writer, and I wrote a book called Assimilate or Go Home, Notes from a Failed Missionary on Rediscovering Faith. Um, I have two kids with my husband who's sitting right across from me. Hey, I also have two kids. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty cute. And we live on the very outskirts of Portland, Oregon, where we are trying to be good neighbors to primarily our immigrant and refugee friends. So, yeah. What about you, Crispin? So, I grew up listening to Adventures in Odyssey. And uh, my dad was a pastor at one point, a missionary, um, and then even into my adulthood, continued to listen to Adventures in Odyssey. Sometimes when I couldn't fall asleep at night, would put some headphones on in the bed next to Danielle. Yeah, I mean, he still does that. Yes. So uh, what we've been doing, especially over the course of this last year, since Trump was elected, um, I think that really got Don't us... say his name. Okay, Just I'm sorry. kidding. So, since a year ago, since the election a year ago, we have been thinking a lot about evangelicalism and its political identity, um, amongst other things, but really looking at um, our own upbringing and the things that we learned and looking at how that squares with how we read the Bible now, um, as we've really come to read the Bible in a different way, um, I would say just with a different or broader look. And so it's been really interesting to go back and look at these Adventures and Odyssey episodes. And for me, I um, it's really interesting to think about how I felt listening to them and trying to call up like, what did I 
implicitly take in during these episodes. So um, obviously, as like a six-year-old, you're not very analytical. You're just listening. And, and at the same time, it's building your worldview. So it's been really interesting to, to go back and listen to these. Yeah, I just thought you were going to say you're a therapist or something. But you did the whole deep dive into your background, <laughs> which is great. Um, so Chris is a therapist, and both of us went to Bible college and got degrees in Bible and theology. So I guess that gives us a right to talk about yeah. theology, right? <laughs> um, I did. I grew up listening to a little bit of Adventures in Odyssey. Um, for those that aren't aware, Adventures in Odyssey is a radio program put out by Focus on the Family. It's been going, what, for like three to four decades at this point now? Mm-hmm. I think th- 30 years is it's past 30 years or coming up. Okay. On. Okay. So Dr. James Dobson was the head of focus on the family in the heyday. When I was growing up, my parents read books by him. I definitely knew who he was growing up. We just listened to a few tapes of Odyssey. So I don't have that much of an association with it. And I have a terrible memory as you all will soon find out. Okay. So we listened to an episode that Chris would picked out for us. And it was Columbus, the grand voyage. Obviously about Columbus and Lawrence Hodges goes into the Imagination Station and has an adventure. Who's Lawrence? He is uh, this kid. Um, he he was in a he's he's kind of a one-off character. He's not that common. A lot of times, I just think of him as this kid that bugs Jimmy Barkley all the time, like kind of like as a younger kid that like follows him around. Okay, okay, so. Basically, this episode plunges the listener straight into another world. Not a lot of, like, intro, but this kid Lawrence is, like, at a monastery trying to find Christopher Columbus. Yes. And there's all these really bad accents going on (laughs) and all these jokes about, like, beating demons out of him because he's from another century. Forgive him, Don Rodrigo. He has a demon. I was just about to beat it out of him. Which made me think about Doctor Who for some reason. Um, Okay, now you have to recap. I'm done. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so they don't actually mention a scripture on this episode, but if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says the scripture verse for this episode is Psalm 22, verses um, 27 through 28, which I'm going to read now. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Okay, so we got a little bit of manifest destiny going on in the verse. Okay. So basically, he runs into, he's in this monastery, he's looking for Christopher Columbus. There's some confusion because they are in Spain. And um, so his Italian name is Christopher Columbus, but in Spain he's called something else. Colomb or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Chris, Cristobal Cologne. Cologne? Something weird. Um, it's the spy that tells him that he should go ask the king for a bunch of money. Uh, so he asks for too much, and then the king shoots him down, and then he ends up going back. And there is this conversation in which... Christopher Columbus is talking about how he wants to go for the cause of Christ, right? I mean, amongst other things. Yeah. How do you remember it? Well, okay. I just want to say I thought the episode was boring as usual. And it was kind of all over the map. So Lawrence is a little kid from Odyssey who's like 
trying to tell Columbus you have to do this because God wants you to, and you're it's awesome explorer. Queen Isabella of Spain also thinks that Columbus is sent by God or something, which is why she says she'll like sell her crown jewels. And then Columbus also thinks he's a little bit from God, spreading missions. To further the cause of Christ, Columbus will not simply bring back wealth for Spain. He will take the true light to the new world, as our Lord commanded. Isabella. I am so convinced of the rightness of this quest. I am willing to put up my crown jewels as collateral to fund the voyage. It, yeah, there's all this like drama. And then all of a sudden, Lawrence is like on a slave ship to somewhere? Portugal? Yeah. There's a lot of countries in here <laughs> and lots of history. And that's what was so fascinating is, you know, they had these like, here's Columbus's name in Spanish and here's it in Italian or was, you know, and I guess I got a little lost in the weeds of like the story of Christopher Columbus. And I think they almost did that on purpose because by the end, you're just like, oh my gosh, Christopher Columbus like took this ship and found... America and it was like awesome and that's right where it ends like that's it mm-hmm. they don't even like step foot on shore and then all of a sudden like Imagination Station is back and Wit's end and Wit is like well lots of people have lots to say about Christopher Columbus but he was super brave and yeah so I think like the details don't really matter but maybe I'm just I was like what kid would want to listen to this yeah I don't think the details matter either I was telling Danielle earlier today that I think you, I did learn some history, and I think it was more... How do um, we know it's right? Right, that's true. But I think as a kid, like that's more interesting than reading a textbook. And you want to find out what happens to Lawrence. And so Lawrence kind of gets thrown in the middle of this, and you're kind of following because you're worried about him, but it's hard to tell what's going on. But a lot of it is all this like political posturing. So which country is going to send Columbus... Uh, to conquer these new worlds, basically, quote-unquote new worlds. And so they're trying to mix this spirituality in there, um, you know, for the cause of Christ. And they also talk about, like, fighting wars for the cause of Christ. So definitely this idea that, like, wherever Christian Europe uh, has dominion, Christ has dominion, which obviously is really problematic. And I wasn't sure if it was, I mean, I think that, Folks on the family believed that, but also in a sense, it's historically accurate because the king and queen would have said that. It's so true. I was just thinking that, like, Columbus did think he was doing this for the glory of Spain and the glory of God, right? Simultaneously. Right. And even, like, we re listened, and that's the order it goes in, right? Yeah. For Spain and for God. And they're completely intertwined, which is sort of, yeah, the view of conservative Christians that being pro-political expansion is is totally fine to do that with God. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird. I'm like, but this is Spain. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not even Europe. Like, that's where we get all of our theology from, right? So it was kind of fascinating to be like, I don't know, to trace down. What James Dobson think Columbus is a heretic? Probably not, if he can use it for his own purposes to say God was with him when he discovered it. Anyways. Right, yeah. And at the end, Chris says, like, no matter... Wait, Chris. Uh, Chris is the host at the end. Oh, so yeah, she does yeah. the wrap-up, right? 
And she says uh, something along the lines of, uh, even if he did bad things before or after his voyage, without Christopher Columbus, the gospel never would have come to North and South America. You know, as Americans, we owe a lot to Christopher Columbus. Our whole history is a matter of fact, and whatever else he may have done during and after his voyages, good or bad, one of his greatest accomplishments was to make it possible for the gospel to be spread around the world. Yes, we do indeed owe a great deal to Christopher Columbus. Yeah, I thought that I thought the episode was boring up until the very end, at which point I was filled with rage when first... Mr. Whitaker, no, Lawrence comes back and he's like, well, some of my teachers say that some people don't like Christopher Columbus, but I thought he was really neat or something like that. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And Mr. Whitaker says something that's fairly non-controversial because he says that he, Christopher Columbus, was a controversial person, but it can be said that he was a great explorer of his time. And now he was brave, which is true. And I think that's what the episode was trying to focus on. Like, this kid Lawrence wanted to be a brave adventurer, which is why he was so drawn to Columbus. But I was saying, like, I think they're already setting up this dichotomy of, like, liberal school teachers at the public school. Again, Odyssey is so weird to me. Like, everybody's a Christian, and yet their public school teachers are, like, flaming liberals. So that doesn't really make any sense to me. But I wonder if all these, like, strategic school teachers were like, here's a super conservative town. I'm going to go move in. And oh, <laughs> all the liberals moved there. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. To be, like, strategic. Um, anyways, so they're setting up this, you know, boogeyman of, like, all these teachers said that some people don't like Columbus, which I thought that was so weird to even put in there. It was like they weren't really acknowledging the complexity of Columbus's backstory they were actually making a case for like well some people are gonna say this but like we need to dig in even harder on the fact that like he was brave and then Chris comes on at the end and basically was like we owe him everything as Americans and we have to be so grateful because he brought the gospel and I was like at what point in this episode did we talk about the gospel we talked about the political expansion of Spain right you know what I mean yeah just because he named the Bahamas San Salvador doesn't mean he brought God. I just was like, how is that the gospel in any way, shape, or form? But if you're a kid, you're going to be like, okay, fine. That's the gospel? Right. I mean, think about that. He named it after Jesus, right? San Salvador, like the, the Savior. I think God, I think Jesus would be mad about that. Yeah. Like, what was it already named? You know what I mean? There are people that live there. And I think I was really struck by what Columbus said when he um, landed. What was it? The Canary Islands, like a part of the Bahamas, right? And he said, like, I'm here because of God or something. Praise God for rewarding us after so long a journey. For his sake, I give this land the name of the Savior, San Salvador, in the name of the King and Queen of Castile. I take possession of these lands and dominions for Spain and the glory of God. Basically, he just said, like, I'm here to take possession. Yeah, right, and dominion. Over the dominions, I think he said. But Oh, yeah. 
possession of the lands and the dominions therein. Yeah. And like e- earlier in the episode, you know, Columbus had been like, okay, I'm going to go do this really brave thing and risk my life and all these other people's lives. I want like all these titles and I want 10% of all the wealth of whatever place I discover. And again, I was like, that is just, that's just the conquering mindset. And even maybe when I was a kid, I would not have like thought twice about that. But it's like, what right do you have to 10% of all the wealth of what the native people are producing just because you come from another place, set foot on? And then, I mean, when you research Columbus, it becomes clear. It's like, it's not just because they set foot and planted a flag. It's because they brought more sophisticated weapons and could kill people and therefore could rule over them. And so that's why he knew he would then be in charge of the wealth. And he had to, saw no problem in saying, like, I demand 10%, which I think, like, the rest goes to that monarchy then, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they are just like, we're going to send Christopher Columbus and we're going to get all the wealth. Like, that is evil. That is straight up evil. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, how, I mean... Yeah, I think, and it is so, I mean, it just reminds me of how upsetting it is that imperialism, which is conquering other nations for your own benefit, right, was just so mixed up in, like, the idea of being a missionary. Yeah, did they use the word missionary in this episode? No, but I mean, that's the, you know. I mean, that's um, kind of what Chris said at the end, though. Right. He brought the gospel. Right, and uh, Isabella, right, says... Um, you know, you will bring the true light to that part of the world, referring to Jesus. And she was like, and isn't it for the cause of Christ that we've been fighting these wars as well? Which I guess is, isn't the same as like discovering something, but it's the idea of conquering something, right? Conquering for it's Christ. It's just so sad to be like, so bringing the light of Jesus comes hand in hand with weapons, rape, torture, genocide, And just, like, this also, and then those are all kind of, like, horrific things, but this other sense of, like, we now own your wealth. You know, we own all the titles, we own all the benefits just because of our power. I just am, like, we are still struggling with the after effects of that, I think, in Christianity today and in America. Yeah. Like, that's our legacy. Well, what I was trying to, like, put my finger on this as Chris was talking about, basically she's saying, like, well, where would we be without Christopher Columbus? And that actually, like, is, I mean, she means it in a certain way, but that's a good question. Like, yeah, that, you know, I mean, who knows what would have happened, but she's basically saying, like, well, what if white Europeans hadn't come to the Americas and colonized and conquered. Well, I don't think that's the end of the world. Right. Right. You know, like Leif Erikson had come to the U.S. before Columbus. Right. I know. I was, he I didn't was, do that much damage. I was reading the Wikipedia article. And well, I, was like, I did, too. Right. I was like, how come, <laughs> how come Leif doesn't get that much press? We don't have a Leif Erikson day. I think we do. Not In this- Minnesota. Really? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not the same as <laughs> Columbus Day. Right. And even, I don't know. I'm still going back to the idea of, like, how, so this is why I think this episode is super political, is this was, what, in the 90s? Yeah. And now there's still such, like, every year, I think, more and more states and cities are saying, we're not going to call it Columbus Day. We're going to call it Indigenous Peoples Day. And... 
And there's still this, like, conservative Christian reaction of, like, oh, that's so politically correct. Oh, we can't celebrate anybody because everybody has skeletons in their closet. And, oh, my gosh, PC culture, blah, 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 blah. And I think that places like Focus on the Family have been feeding that narrative for quite some time. And and I see the seeds of that in this episode. At the same time, they're being politically correct. Like, they're only showing a very small portion of Columbus's life that fits their narrative um, because they probably wouldn't want all the other stuff to be known about him to children, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't want to put it in a kid's show anyway. So they're being politically correct. Right? Yeah. Like, by choosing to focus in and and saying, basically, like, we have to be grateful to him. That's what they said. Right. Listening to it, I realized that it really encouraged this Eurocentric view of the world. Oh, my gosh. What if white people hadn't come to these lands? Well, like, people would have lived and had societies and, like, life would have gone on and God would have was here before Columbus. And I do not think that he came with Columbus. It just, like, really reinforces that. And I think Chris's little monologue at the end in particular just, for like, drives that home uh, of that, like, I mean, it's just, it's just so focused on the European experience, which I think... I would not obviously have picked up as a kid. Yeah, and I think as we go through a few more episodes in the season, we are going to see that's um, kind of one of the hallmarks of Odyssey is they're very, 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 you know, obviously American-centric, and they're very Eurocentric because um, there's some real reasons for that. But, okay, I want to go back to the verse, right, that they said that this episode is somewhat based around which I'm like I don't really think it was but they had to say that because every episode you know has to do that and it's all about like everyone from the ends of the earth like worshipping before the Lord and all the kings belonging to God which in my mind directly contradicts this episode right Mm -hmm. they're saying God was with Spain and not with indigenous peoples. They are choosing who God is with. Well, I think the scriptures say, like, we don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And in the end, like, all will worship God together. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm saying heresy here. But yeah. I'm just saying I feel like that episode directly contradicts the right. verse they said they were talking about. Yeah. And also, I mean, this really points to a like a dominion possession of land sort of worldview. So going back to the Eurocentric worldview, right? We know that like people coming from Europe had this idea that you own land, you take possession of it, you use it for your own gain, you use others for your own gain. And um and if you look at other cultures, I mean, there are some cultures that view uh, land and possessions that way. There are some that view that much more communally. Um, and and it really, like, yeah, I think it was a big blind spot because I think it was – that obviously was how Columbus viewed things. But I don't think that's a very biblical way of viewing the world. Even going back to uh, that psalm is, like, God owns everything. Like yeah. – you know, it's not up to us to, like, conquer and to 
take hold of things. And I mean, even if we look at Jubilee laws, right, the whole idea was that like people wouldn't accrue more and more and more and more, but that they would use what they have and things would continually get reset so that the, um, there wouldn't be injustice and that there was this communal mindset that everybody would have what they need. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I hear this phrase like decolonize theology, decolonize mission. So, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure what that means. But I think in the case of this episode, like this is just an example of like teaching kids that colonization is the norm. And it's actually of God. So even Uh more than the norm, it's like of God. And there's no other way to think of it. You have to be grateful. No critiquing allowed. You have to be grateful. And yes, probably some bad things happen, but you have to be grateful because where would we be without colonization? And so I think that's part of the work, you know, you and I have to do is how do we start to have, um, you know, what Walter Brueggemann would say, a prophetic imagination. How can we look beyond our culture, our Christian culture, which has taught us that colonization is good and of God? How can we start to get, you know, a Holy Spirit imagination that says, like, uh, that's not true. (laughs) Like, that's not biblical, and that's not true, and not every culture is like that, and how can we learn from them? And how can we lament? You know, that's obviously going to be a really important piece of what we talk about with these episodes. Um, You know, I think it's hard to teach history to a kid, so kids, but Odyssey tried, and I'm not going to give them any cookies for trying. They could have gotten into the complexities, for sure. And they chose not to because I think they have a political agenda, which would say colonization is good. Um, and European colonization in particular is good. It needs to be upheld. As you were talking about lament, I was thinking about uh, the fact that, yeah, things are not good. Um, that like Columbus, you know, there was there was all these atrocities. And that is like part of the human condition, right? Like that's how history plays out. That doesn't mean, and I hear that a lot. I hear when I critique like uh, Christopher Columbus or America for being oppressive or unjust, people are like, well, every country is like that. And you're like, yes, that is true. But that doesn't mean that we don't lament that things haven't been different. And especially for people that have bailed their names up with Jesus. I think that is like just really, I mean, for one, it's blasphemy. Yeah. And I think it's really, really sad. And here's the deal. We wouldn't feel the need to talk about all the shit that Columbus has done if we weren't raised on episodes like this. Right? Yeah, right. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Like, I feel like if people are tired of how progressives, you know, love to critique things, it's like, it's because we were raised with an absolute absence of critique, which is why... Maybe we're overcompensating. I mean, I don't think I am, but, you know, maybe some people are. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, to solve that problem, you should try and be historically accurate and, you know, sprinkle your triumphalism with some lament every now and again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a suggestion. Christian history textbooks. (laughs) Of which you've been reading a few. We'll talk about those in later episodes, I think not going to trot those out today right this is a good place to start with christopher columbus if we're talking about uh adventures in odyssey's political worldview mr colonizer himself you know also made me think about just words like colonization you know they don't even seem to be that bad of words to 
a lot of people. And then they're very, very difficult words for other groups of people, you know, those who've been colonized. Um, I was just thinking about, like, you know, the Crusades, right? Mm-hmm. And how even up until, like, what, a few years ago, like, Campus Crusade for Christ is, like, one of the biggest organizations. And it did not even seem to cross anyone's mind why the word crusade would have some negative connotations for certain people. And just stuff like that, I'm like... Wow, when you grow up in a bubble, you stay in the bubble, and that bubble's built for you for a reason. That's right. what I keep going back to. Yeah. This isn't just a little kid show right. where they only told some half-truths about Columbus. They're purposely building the bubble. Yeah. I So just today on Facebook with a friend that, I, that we went to Multnomah with <gasps> posted something about the last crusade— uh, in 1444. In, oh, not the Indiana Jones movie? No. Okay. Uh, in 1444, which would have been two years after Columbus sailed the, the ocean, ocean blue. blue. <laughs> and talking about, and actually the, the post was called, this, this is Christian Europe. And it talked about how. Uh, Wait, you should not be reading anything that says this is Christian <laughs> Europe. That's true. That's all right, my friend. So. And that's the thing is we went to Bible college together. We spent four years learning how to read the Bible without cultural context. I mean, you know, the whole goal is like you're reading the Bible for yourself. You're not reading it through, you know, you're recognizing your own cultural lens. Which is horse poop. And yet this uh, particular individual is posting things about how amazing it was that these Christian nations were attacking these Muslim nations. Okay. We got to talk about the worldview thing at some point and what we learned at Bible college, but we'll, we'll say that for another one. I just want to let people know who are listening that Crispin very often engages with this one particular person on Facebook because a personal ethic of mine and his now, now, although it's been hard for him because he's doesn't like confrontation is when you see people in your life, like blatantly spreading, lies or mistruth that is aimed to harm or demonize other groups of people. Like I would say this post is, is pretty anti-Muslim, right? And mm-hmm. he posts a lot of anti-Muslim things, Islamophobia and all that stuff. He did. But then Crispin kept just commenting and just standing up to him and letting him know, like, you can't get away with just posting this fear mongering stuff. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm going to push back. And so we stopped doing it. So I will say that is a personal value of ours and we do hold to it. Um, yeah. We, we like to challenge people and right what i told him he was posting all these things about um you know all these kind of alt right articles about muslim refugees in europe committing crimes and i i all i did was like google like muslims becoming christians in europe and just send him like the links to all these articles about like Muslims coming to Europe and finding out about Jesus. And I was like, hey, why aren't you posting these things? And he actually started doing that and stopped doing the other thing. So I was like, you know, it's cool. It's it's not like I'm going to convince him that, like, you should just, like, recognize that what you're doing is demonizing a minority group of people in our community, which I did tell him. But I think um, it was also just a quicker way to say, hey, just post these positive things so it's a scary world out there and i think a lot of us were raised with the demons of colonialism 
and we need to exercise that from our imaginations, right, Crispin? Yes. Get prophetic. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how we decided we're going to end our podcast? We haven't even, yeah. It's funny, we're talking about colonization, and I did not even reflect at all about my time as a missionary kid in China. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, There's so much to talk about, you guys. So, Crispin, um, a few people have emailed us. And we love hearing from people. People have given us suggestions for shows. We So we are really looking to record about four or five more episodes specifically about the political imagination of Odyssey. So if you have an episode in mind where you think, oh, wow, I, I saw some political viewpoints peeking through the veneer of Odyssey and wit's meddlesome ways, then please let us know about it. Um, you can find us on Twitter at... The PIS podcast. I think it's at Prophetic Imagine. And then what's the email search? Prophetic Imagination Station at gmail.com. So send us an email. Let us know what episodes are good. Let us know what you thought. Um, if you have your own reflections on this particular episode or the themes we talked about, um, share them with us and maybe we will share them on our next episode. Yeah, we would love to get uh, different opinions and views from people things that stood out to you about what we talked about or as you listen to it yourself and reflected on your own childhood Crispin loves childhood stuff yeah it's great i am a therapist so that's basically all we talk about as therapists is just your childhood that's a joke is that true okay okay i feel like that's a caricature of therapist (laughs) okay okay well thanks for listening and we encourage you to go out and live with imagination and the prophetic spirits. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's just do a bunch of extra Thanks days. for listening. Don't call yourself a prophet. Go act prophetically. We're just going to go all your cross-stitch sayings. It's your turn. We have to take turns. All right. Thanks for listening and have an imaginatively prophetic week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm DL. Mayfield? Are you asking me (laughs) to like You were supposed to say your name. You were supposed to say it. I'm Crispin. I'm I'm DL. And I'm Crispin. Thanks for listening. We hope you go out and... Find your own time travel machine. <laughs> Could you go back in time and tell Columbus not to be a douche? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Do your turn. I don't have anything. You're the comedian. This has been an episode of the Prophetic Imagination Station. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and stay tuned for weekly discussions.